VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cash back. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank member FDIC. Welcome back to Star Wars Minute. It's the daily podcast where we analyze, scrutinize, and celebrate the Star Wars movies one minute at a time. I'm Pete the Retailer from PeteTheRetailer.com. I'm Alex Robinson from ComicBookAlex.com. And I'm Scott Gakey from LodgepoleDistilling.com. Yeah, welcome to the show, Scott. You are the first of our uh, Patreon All-Stars. You are a Patreon supporter. And because you supported us over the hiatus, we uh, we did a, a drawing, random drawing of, of supporters, and you were the winner, one of the, the first of the winners. So, well, thanks. It's good to be here. Yeah, and, and how, thanks for thanks for joining us. How super excited us. were you when you found out that you got the that you got the call? Extremely excited. You guys have kept me company on a lot of runs and swims and uh, all sorts of other activities. Swims. I I bought one of those little swim iPods you could swim with. I had a year wow. where I uh, I couldn't run, and so I had to swim. That's cool. I mean, not that you couldn't run, but that you can listen to it yeah. underwater. I may be your first listener who has listened to an entire episodes underwater. Oh, wow. boy. Um, yeah, I, I, when you said swims, I'm assuming you just meant Star Wars Minutes. So. <laughs> yeah. um, well, this particular Star Wars Minute is uh, Minute 126 of uh, Star Wars Episode 3, The Revenge of the Sith. So close we can taste it. It's, uh, <laughs> it starts with babies, and it ends <laughs> with uh, the birth of Luke Skywalker, speaking of babies. Mm-hmm. Wow. This is a pretty momentous, uh, um, an oddly momentous thing for for something that not that much happens. It's a it's a pretty momentous uh, minute. So it's a good uh, good luck about of the, the draw, sir. Oh, I'm gonna get there. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was a good one to hit on too. I I assumed I uh, uh, went back and watched. And I knew I was wrong, but I assumed that uh, Space Jimmy Smith had been something saying something about cool babies or some such as we came in, but. <laughs> Turned out not to be the case. It's like, what's up with those babies? <laughs> they, they they take it in stride that she's having two kids. They don't like. Uh, they just kind of like, huh? You know well, I mean? it seems weirdly like. It seems like it's a problem for some mm-hmm. reason. They're like, oh, and like you know, do a little bit of you know, Obi Wan does his kind of hand over the mouth thing. It made me wonder if twins were very bad luck in the Star Wars universe or some such. Mm, like, well, I guess we're going to have to kill the other one. <laughs> Eventually. Maybe they, not, not <laughs> maybe they um, had kind of had it all figured out, the custody thing. And now there's two. They're like, oh, now what are we going to do? Now we have a whole other problem. Right. Like they, they sorted out the whole plan. And then they were like, and it was Space Jimmy Smith was just like, all right, great. So 
it works out. I'll I'll take the the kid, and then uh, Obi Wan, you're the backup in case anything else, uh, you know, in case anything <laughs> goes wrong, you know. And he was like, "Great!" And he was like, "I'm great. I, I don't have to be saddled with this anymore. Like he's gonna take it." <laughs> and then uh, and then boom, twins. He's like, "Oh, now I have to take one." Obi Wan is constantly being handed other people's problems. <laughs> yeah, that, that's how he got into this problem in the first place. Is you know, this is, this is nickname for Luke is OPP. <laughs> I assume when he had his hand over his face there and he was thinking, he was trying to figure out where he could dump the kid. Right. <laughs> uh, Owen, I bet those, those hillbillies, he, he, his cousin will take him. What was that farmer's name? Damn. <laughs> and he just told Jimmy Smith that, oh yes, I'll, I'll raise the boy myself. <laughs> just leave some of that. Close enough. Well, I I was a little amazed watching, like not having watched these things a minute at a time before. Is when you gave me the minute, it just starts on the still frame, and I was staggered by the handsomeness in the frame at the moment because you had Space Jimmy Spitz, Ewan McGregor, and Yoda all together. <laughs> it's all like uh, <laughs> super hunks. Yeah, <laughs> and Yoda, don't forget Yoda. And Yoda, I assume he's very handsome for whatever he is. <laughs> I guess we should be grateful, you know, we all saw him jump around like a frog and fight, but I guess we should just be grateful that, like, at one point he didn't take off his robe and show off, like, his six-pack, you know? <laughs> Could have been a lot worse. <laughs> um, well, this, uh, this minute is rife with medical droids. Yeah. Making mm-hmm. one, of my, one of my favorite uh, minutes. Um, the, uh, we're... we're We'll get. I'll, I'll save the best for last in my book, but um, yeah, do got, them in order. <laughs> apparently, yeah the 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 medical droids attending. Uh, you know, we cut to Darth Vader being uh, being attended to in the what is it the the Palpatine Memorial Medical Center? <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. something like that. Um, and Palpatine uh, <laughs> Memorial Medical Center. <laughs> well, because he's Darth Sidious now. Oh, it should be the Anakin Skywalker Memorial. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and we've got two, a pair of two one Bs. So we've got two two one Bs. That's four two Bs. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it actually is two one B. It's not like a, it, it's a, they are two one Bs. It's not like a different, like, you know, one one A's or anything like that. Like an earlier model. They're actually two one Bs. Apparently they are two one Bs, according to this. Okay. Uh, th- what, what is this? Um, I don't know. There's no, the Wikipedia. And now there are two of them. Um, well, now there are three of them because I looked it up and it wanted to make sure that this is not the same 2-1-B that we later see. And it's a different 2-1-B that defected and later serviced Luke uh, in Empire. Hmm. hmm. Weird. Um, so these are different. These are evil <laughs> or, <laughs> or, or depending on your point of view, you know, uh, obedient 2-1-Bs. I feel bad for them that they're not important enough to get their own call letters, but they just get referred to by a model number. Right. Well, they, I'm sure they actually have names for themselves, but, you know, we, we, the, the galaxy is known to be droidists, so. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think uh, I think calling them 2-1-B is like just calling a Dr. Doc. You know what right. I mean? Like, hey, two, I don't think, like, he's a unique... Uh, he's just a you know a model number. He's not like a, although if he defected, that's very strange. Yeah. Well, because he I maybe was he was like f- the rebellion will will 
like like I'm tired of getting treated just like a like a nameless nobody. The rebellion is you know they're they're fighting for justice. They'll they'll treat me yeah. right. And then he gets over there and they're like, great, do one B. Report to the medical center. <laughs> He's like, no, my name is Stephen. <laughs> Your first job, repair those tauntauns. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like suddenly you got demoted to vet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so well, uh, also in the in the scene in the medical center um we've got that is your that is your least favorite of so far uh no 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 uh 2-1-B is my second favorite I'm, i was going in kind of uh the order that i read them in sorry i'm not ranking okay. them i i should have been um this is almost but you're saving the best for last this trio that's in this sith scene i think i'm doing them in reverse order so 2-1-B was my favorite of the mm-hmm. the the uh, Anakin Skywalker medical droids, <laughs> Anakin Skywalker and the medical droids live tonight at the Sheev Center. <laughs> um, we've got two two one Bs, one FX six, mm-hmm. which is the earlier model of the FX seven, um, which are Weird, weirdly I have a uh, I have the Star Wars Visual Dictionary, which identifies it as FX nine. Huh. So that's weird. weird. I um, wonder why they changed it. Probably because it was like, oh wait, this is earlier. But see, that makes sense to me because the rebels are the rebels, and it makes sense that they would be, have to do with old, old models and things, you know, mm-hmm. like the Y wings. So right. I feel like if they used FX seven, this could have been FX nine because it's the cutting edge thing, and they're they're using a medical droid that's like, you know, thirty years old. But anyway, they changed it. So mm-hmm. yeah, those are notoriously no longer canon. Yeah. Huh. Um, then there's also a. Uh, well, hold what? on, can I say something about FX six? Sure. Um, I the the person who designed it said that um, there's another droid in this scene which is purposely designed to look soothing and um, non-threatening to babies. Right. So when they were designing um, FS FX six. He said he uh, designed it to look like a child's nightmare. Hmm. You know, it's this black robot with little needles and right. evil-looking arms and stuff. So, contrast. Hmm. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Moving on. Uh, well, the third member of this party, well, the fourth member of this party, um, is, uh, the droid, uh, DD-13. 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 Um, DD-13, um, 
I was sad to realize that DD13 was not a dentist droid because I was expecting mm-hmm. that, and I was like, well, he probably needs dentistry if he just, you know, I don't know. Like, do you think his teeth are? Like, does Darth Vader still have Anakin's teeth when he's Darth Vader? Hmm. Hmm. Good question. No, I'll say no. Right. He's more machine now than man. Yeah, but cool. I think he has those. Um, I think he has like teeth that you wind up and then they go. You know what I mean? I think that's how he chooses food with those kind of kind of choppers. And then they're on a spring. They can actually shoot out of that helmet. Totally. So you're saying at some point he can do the alien mouth and mouth thing with his helmet and send the little teeth out there? Yes. Yeah. Totally. It's a combination of aliens and goonies. Hmm. <laughs> um, that's that's popular these days, right? Um, <laughs> DD13. What do you think about DD13? Sorry. What do you think about DD13? Um, not. It doesn't seem like a. You know, I'm not in love with the design. Um, mm-hmm. Apparently, he is a cybernetic implant specialist. I'm, I'm just gendering him. I'm sorry, but it is a uh, <laughs> is a cybernetic implant specialist um, who I guess handled most of the kind of the fitting on like the two one Bs uh, and the FX six. The FX six is like an assistant, basically helping out with everybody. I think the two one Bs. FX six is doing the feet part. Um, he's. They're down at the, at the bottom of... They're at Anakin's feet. I think they're the ones putting on his new feet. DD8 and FX6? No, I mean, uh, DD13, the FX6. Right? And FX6. FX. DD13 is up in the top. He's near. He's right next to his head, which mm-hmm. makes sense that if he's a cybernetic implant specialist. Um, well, the... Uh, yeah, so I think the the 2-1Bs are mainly... I don't know. Hard to tell what this... You know, I'm basing this on the Wikipedia entry. It seems like the 2-1Bs are like the medic. They're like keeping him alive and... Working on they're, your, they're general practitioners. Right. And then this guy's <laughs> going around. Uh, sorry. This other droid is just going around and, and you know, gluing on arms willy-nilly. <laughs> well, I noticed that d- design-wise, these droids, for all the medical droids here, seem a little odd as far as, like, very few of them actually have hands. Lots of needles and pokey things, but mm-hmm. nothing really to actually mo- manipulate or move other things. Mm. Yeah, so what two one B I think has like clamps, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. clamps. Um, well, the that kind of jives with uh, you know if they if they were not suitable, um, if they didn't have good comforting hands. Um, apparently, that that uh, feeds into this thing that uh, Palpatine ordered the team, the medical team, to keep. Uh, Vader awake throughout the whole procedure so that the pain would make him stronger. Hmm. Well, yeah, he's definitely not uh, anesthetized there. Yeah, but it's not like he was, you know, they were like, it's not like they're giving him any kind of, you know, painkillers or anything and he's, you know, he's, you know, screaming through it. He's just, they're just like, no, just let him just glue stuff, you know, sew stuff onto his arms as is. Hmm. They're probably injecting him with, like, antifreeze and other painful things. (laughs) Salt. Um, (laughs) I I guess that explains why they don't remove his, like, melted clothing off of him either or anything. Just seal that into him inside that suit. Yeah. Well, yeah, that was a question I was going to ask. Is is he still wearing that when, uh, yeah, does he still wear that all the time? 
What? Uh, but I guess in in Rouge One, you see him without any clothes on, so he must have gotten those pants off at some point. <laughs> Someday, yeah. Or they just fused to him. Right. <laughs> He's more pants now than man. <laughs> just grew around it like a tree. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, it, one thing I noticed is that that uh, which I wouldn't have noticed without the minute at a time thing, and is that his mouth never opens during the entire time he's screaming. So he must be screaming extremely loud to get out as loud as he is. Mm. Maybe he's force yeah. screaming. Force screaming. Totally. Yeah. I think he's just playing a recording of him screaming to to make him feel even more painful. <laughs> uh, well, that the the way that they phrased it. They they said the, in the Wikipedia the thing said that Palpatine ordered them to keep Anakin awake so that so the pain would make him stronger and I'm not sure what the antecedent is on him like is it are is, are they are they making it so Anakin is in pain so that Anakin gets stronger so that he you know his dark side kind of powers grow like is it like a training thing or is he doing it so that Palpatine gets stronger so that like we, like Anakin's rage sitting there just kind of like you know like flowing in like you know Palpatine as we know he can feel the hatred flowing through people yeah um I don't uh, know I'll say the second one I'll say it, Palpatine wants it for himself because hmm. you don't want your you don't want your apprentice getting too strong right but we had that theory that his strength uh, feeds into Palpatine. Like I think either way, Palpatine's getting it, but is he doing it so that yeah. Vader gets stronger, and, and uh, or is it just going straight into Palpatine? I don't know. You know, let's go with a combination. Let's go with it's going. Yeah, it's making Anakin stronger, but Sheev is getting some benefit of it because he can feel. Right. You know, we know he loves that feeling of someone being, uh, being you know evil. So he's probably just sitting nearby, going like, "Yeah, that's it," you know, and so on. Um, uh, so, do you want to say your last, the, the, your last of the droids? Well, they're not in this scene. You know, it cuts to, of course, you know, Padme giving birth, um, and that, 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 that uh, in the Padme giving birth scene, we see not only my favorite medical droid from this minute, not only my favorite medical droid from this uh, movie. But I think, like, this is my favorite character from the movie originally. Like, when after I saw this movie, I was like, I didn't really like that, except for the, the weird midwife droid thing. Um, and so the, the Kroon-Tan B machine has long been one of, if not my favorite part of this movie. Uh, and here it is. Now, what's, what do you like so much about it? Give, let us into your thought process. Uh, it's a bizarre... Oh, wait. But wait. I, I want to step back. I did have another note okay. about the uh, about DD thirteen. Uh, I wanted to say point out that Vader uh, hated those DD thirteen so much that he personally rejected the manufacturer's contract renewal when it came up. Once he was <laughs> like in in once he was like you know uh, imperial paperwork guy, <laughs> like a year or two from now. Like they're they're uh, it's like oh the Ubrickian contract is up and he's like no and like personally rejected them. <laughs> I hope we see that in the uh, Darth Vader movie. I hope they get into some of their uh, contract and uh, right distributor problems. Yeah. Well, one last note on that scene. I really admire their commitment to giving to the the articulated toes on Vader's feet because apparently he's going to need them inside his boots for them to all, all the time. Hmm. Does he really have toes? You can see them. Yeah. Curling? Yep. 
Wow. It's, it, each he's got it, five individual toes. So like, well, they they cheap out on hands for the medical droids. They're going to make sure that that if your cybernetic limbs are needed, you're going to get every toe. That's weird. Yeah, that seems like there should be a better. Uh, yeah. Like I, I feel like I don't even need toes that much. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> If I was getting a robot uh, body, they, they should upgrade that. They should have, you know, you should have, like, well, treads or something. Yeah, I think the only reason I noticed that is because on your, your favorite droid in the next scene, I, I, I also really liked that droid, and I admire the commitment to design over function because I can't imagine the paddle hands that the droid has are really very comfortable or helpful for Padme during the delivery. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, that's, yeah, so it, the Kroontan B machine... Was not designed for human use. Um, <laughs> not, it, for, not for consumption. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the natives uh, of, uh, what is this, Paulus Massa, I think is the planet they're on, the, the asteroid. Sure, close um, enough. Uh, that, the, the native, uh, the, the species that lives there, um, whose name I've currently forgotten, like this is designed for them, and it's, so that's why it's got a face that kind of vaguely resembles them. Um, but I, I also like that it looks like a weird kind of like a, like a almost Miyazaki-esque, like, you know, weird kind of like charming, but strange, but like dreamlike face. Mm -hmm. It's just kind of plain white surface with like three lights on it and kind of with a weird soothing voice. Four lights. Four. Um, (laughs) that, uh weird soothing voice that's, but it's not speaking in English. And so everything's, it's like, it's kind of. Strange, but not threatening, in a in a way that hey, that's the, the first place that I went because it's almost like the like the forest spirits or something like that from from uh, Miyazaki. So, Pete, since you saw this, you uh, have a, you've uh, had two children since then. That's true. Is this uh, does it? Did do you think the move this movie did a good job of preparing you for what uh, what it would be like? I thought you were going to ask me if I if Kroontan B machines had delivered either of my children. <laughs> I assume you would have told me if that had come up. I would have told you if that had not come up. I would have been like, oh, man, stupid <laughs> hospital doesn't even have Kroontan B machines. You kept asking, that. are you sure you don't have one in the back, baby? <laughs> um, I'll wear the mask. I I don't know what, uh, again, this because this, I, I had really only seen this the once when I had that, so when I had that uh, experience of, of being in the room and now in retrospect it's weird um it's, it's weird that your favorite character from the movie is the creatine theme machine oh no no i still stand by that <laughs> oh okay um it's just a whole weird like it, it's it seems kind of like for an emergency thing happening it seems oddly calm like i feel like normal uh complication free childbirth is less calm than this and this is just kind of like you know she's screaming sure but everybody is and seems like there should be a lot more you know like it's it's a medical emergency there should be a lot more going on there should be like busy you know other other you know uh people running around and taking samples of stuff and levels and i don't know it does seem they, there is a stunning lack of uh, tension for everyone else who's involved here, for, particularly if they're worried about her health and being the surprise of the two babies right. and all. Yeah. It's odd. Yeah, I wonder if Obi-Wan uh, has ever attended a birth before. Hmm. 
Yeah, actually, it's yeah. I was gonna say that uh, you know she doesn't seem particularly. Uh, I've never attended a, a birth myself, but my impression is that uh, the the women look kind of uh, like they've run through a marathon. They've put through the ringer when that happens. Like they're right. all red and sweaty, and then. But uh, Natalie Portman, God bless her, she looks pretty. Uh, other than, than than like crying out, she seems pretty. Uh, she she looks pretty good. Right. Well, it seems they're doing. You know, she didn't really go. She hasn't really been in labor. She was just, you know, choked to almost to death, right? Yeah. And so they're, they're kind of surgically removing, um, you know, a kind of emergency C-section deal, it seems. Hard to tell what's going yeah, on because not, there's like that, yeah. that like, medical privacy amphitheater uh, covering her lower, <laughs> lower regions. Thank you. Um, yeah, the... It's very sterile for for what apparently is a very troubled birth. Yeah. Although that's oddly appropriate that Star Wars is a very um, non-sexual place. Mm-hmm. That makes sense that the birth the births would also be just like we're just not really going to mention this. Or let's just make this as you know like they're like Victoria very Victorian. Like all right, we're just not going to get into the the nitty gritty of all this. So. From tip to tail. Although the baby does have a decent amount of bloody schmutz on it when they uh, when they close in on Luke there, yeah. right? Well, I wonder if that was uh, like the Grunted B machine, like looked up pictures. What do human babies look like when they're born? Oh, wait, this one looks all. Hang on, and it just smeared some like jam on it or something. It's like this is what you like. This is a correct, healthy human. <laughs> That's probably part of why Padme looks so good is that it used the same stuff to just make sure her makeup was perfectly applied before right. nice. the procedure started. They should have had a makeup machine there. <laughs> right. like the, the equivalent of the uh you know D D thirteen. But it's the uh it's the, the native uh Paulus Massa makeup machine. So it puts makeup on her that's all like it makes it like paints her face white and like makes her eyes green yeah. circles and stuff like that. She ends up looking like a weird clown. <laughs> so yeah, this is the first appearance. The uh, first appearance. Hmm. <laughs> first appearance of Luke Nabiri Lars Skywalker. So momentous. Do you mean Wormy? <laughs> <laughs> the birth of Wormy. <laughs> well, I know there's been a lot of uh, people are uh, talking about. Uh, like people have questioned why don't they change Luke's last name to something not Anakin's last name so he'll be slightly harder to find um so but i so it does raise questions about what his last name would be would it uh be Nabiri after her cuz you know Anakin is supposedly dead at this point i don't think she'd want to keep Anakin's name after all that anyway so i guess it would be Nabiri I think they would have just... But I also like the idea that that he was raised Lars and that he was only changed to Skywalker after Obi-Wan kind of gave him the scoop right. on the on the ride to Mos, on the road to Mos Eisley. I liked, the road to Mos Eisley. I liked that theory. <laughs> we had it for a while, but then I think they've uh, undone that, right? I think, uh, Who they, who's they? Jordan. <laughs> uh, no, I think the in the in the Star Wars comics, because they they've... They've shown people on Tatooine knowing yeah. him as Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Um, but wah, wah. Well, for all we know, Skywalker is the Jones of uh, the the Star Wars universe. Right. So, do you think? Um, 
where did she get the name Luke from? Did Anakin and her discuss names? Is it a relative or a, mm. someone in any speculation? I'm assuming they had to have discussed names. I don't know. We don't know what the traditions are. Uh, she, Anakin saw her one time and then uh, found out she was pregnant. And right. Yeah, they probably, I'm sure they talked. It's interesting. They probably came up with a boy's name and a girl's name, but it would be interesting. Like, what if the what if it wasn't one of each? Like, what if there were two mm-hmm. boys? Then it would have been like Luke. And I don't know. I We didn't really have a backup. Luke. <laughs> to you. <laughs> uh, I wrote down, I came up with some names that if they were... Um, the, the names that uh, that so Anakin and Padme wrote down a list of names and these are the ones uh, Padme came up with Co Quarsh <laughs> and Dorme those are the three <laughs> names and then uh, Anakin's were Jira Kitster and Savoba <laughs> <laughs> so no. I think actually it would have been interesting to have another character named Luke and then you find out that that Luke is the namesake of right. real Luke you know <laughs> I name you Wald Skywalker. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. (laughs) CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Ready to elevate your home? Picture this. Central heating, a cozy fireplace, or your dream walk-in closet. Build a backyard oasis, go green with solar panels, or start a business. It's all possible with Figure's Home Equity line of credit. Unlock up to $400,000. Apply online in five minutes. Funding in as little as five days. Head to figure.com and transform your home. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Um, so, uh, do you remember... Sorry, Scott, do you remember? I, I realize I should point to Alex. I've asked you this before. <laughs> Scott, do you remember seeing this movie in the theater? Did you see it in the theater? I did. I did. I saw, um, I can't remember what year that was. I was somewhere in the midst of, uh, uh, I was, I was in grad school at the time and it was a, a hopefully to be a welcome release from the, the drudgery of lab work. Um, and ended up being, um, uh, a little less bad than standing at a lab bench, <laughs> but uh, um, I remember it was the first time that I'd gone to see. I I'll always go to the Cinerama here in Seattle. It's a it's a very good theater, and uh, previously we'd had bunches of people for the previous two to go and had gone multiple times before the inevitable disappointment sank in. So this one we two only two of us went and we. Um, didn't bother to rush and managed to miss the first part of the crawl and didn't feel too disappointed in it. Although in retrospect, I realized from your talks with, uh, I think it was Matt Corley a few weeks back, that I just watched this in the wrong way. It seems like the natural environment for the prequels is to catch them on cable and see a scene or two here and there, and then it's a pleasant experience and you walk away from it. Hmm. And sitting through the whole thing is a very different ordeal. (laughs) Yeah, I guess they're meant to be. It's almost like uh, ambient music or something. They're meant to just be 
experienced in conjunction with other things. Yeah. While doing dishes, yeah. it's great. Yeah, I think I really think there's something to that because I think the 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 good part about Sith is that the bad parts are all short. Like you'll have an awkward scene between Mace Windu and Yoda, but it only lasts like a minute and a half. So that's the perfect time to like, okay, I'm going to look at my phone, <laughs> see what's going on at the Star Wars Minute Society. Oh, look, now it's the opera scene. Now I can, you know what I mean? It's <laughs> it's a good movie to dip in and out of or do dishes during or whatever. So I'll, well, I'll third that emotion. Yeah, I have to give these movies credit too, in that for, for like I've heard on your guys' show many times, and also heard other people say like the hunger that people have to see an Ewan McGregor Obi Wan movie. There's some there has to be something about these that actually makes you want to see that and not just be done with it forever. Right. Right. Yeah. I um. Well, do you remember? I I don't. I I can't remember it. But do you remember it? There being any kind of reaction to like this announcement like you know, her calling him luke like was there a cheer or a whoop either of you can answer this because i don't alex we haven't talked about that part but i don't remember anything particularly i think by this time the audience is probably pretty exhausted right but that uh, sounds about right to me so i, I don't remember having a particularly um getting a big reaction or anything yeah uh, and it's completely dwarfed by what happens in the next couple of minutes somewhere. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. I'm like which I know doesn't exist yet, but like I think <laughs> I think that completely overwhelmed everyone's memory of these scenes. I was like, wait, no, the Kryn Ten yeah. B machines in this minute. What are you talking about? <laughs> um I mean she has more lines later, but Uh, oh, speaking of the Cronin Bean Machine, mm-hmm. uh, the voice of the Cronin Bean Machine. Yes. Uh, it's voiced by a woman named Jane Bay. Yes. And uh, did you have this information? I, I looked it up. It's my favorite character. Of course I know. <laughs> it's true. Well, uh, we probably don't recognize Jane uh, Bay's voice, but George Lucas sure did because Jane Bay was his uh, assistant ever since Empire Strikes Back. So. Uh, Yesterday we had, or uh, last week we had the assistant sound editor do a uh, robot voice, and now here's uh, Jane Bay doing a voice. It's almost like they're like, oh, we have like four more characters to fill in, and they're yeah. just grabbing whoever's uh, whoever's hand. Like, are you leaving for the day? Can uh, you come here first? <laughs> but that's nice that Jane uh, Jane Bay got to uh, have a you know important role in the yeah. Uh, in the well, so so uh, take that. We can extrapolate on that. Like, here is Mm -hmm. George Lucas, you know, named Luke Skywalker, Luke S., you know, after himself. And he's he's put himself kind of into this narrative. And then here's his assistant of of 30 years, whatever, um, who's assisting in the birth of that character in a a weird way. Because, you know, like, it all, it's it's an appropriate uh, role for her, I think. That's like meta ring yeah, theory. There you go. <laughs> meta ring. Uh, two other notes I had. Um, someone on the listener society pointed this out that the uh, the Anakin Skywalker Memorial Medical Center there that that first overhead shot of it, you know, where you see him on the table, and that's clearly the Imperial logo behind him. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? That that kind of round thing with the stubs. Um, 
Which makes me wonder if at one point they considered having Anakin on that, like almost like a uh, like a Jesus type thing. You know what I mean? Like, right. You would have the logo, and then you'd see a little burned up Anakin Skywalker in the middle of it. But I guess it didn't test well. <laughs> And um, my last note is um, you, you see Anakin smack 2-1-B while he's, uh, while he's writhing on the table. He's not strapped down or anything because his, his right arm, his mechanical arm, reaches out and, and basically smacks 2-1-B in the chest. Hmm. I didn't so see that. Keep an eye and an ear out for that. It is odd he's not strapped down. If someone, if you're doing a, a, an operation on someone without anesthesia, I think you'd want them at least strapped down. Yeah. Especially but, when you're adding those $6 million man legs and arms to him. It seems like he'd get yeah. a lot stronger as that's going on. Yeah, and especially since the madder he gets, he's like the Hulk. The madder and more evil he gets, the more he hates, the stronger he gets. So he's going to, you know. Mm-hmm. I guess by the time the operation is done, he is strapped in because there's that famous bit where he breaks. Anyway, we'll save that for another <laughs> time. <laughs> so... um Scott, do you want to uh, do you want to do the thing where you rate, rank the movies? Sure, I, I'll, I have one final note here. Okay. Um, uh, well, uh, it's more just a thought that came across, uh, partly from seeing Jimmy Smiths and Ewan McGregor there, um, and rewatching this and, and seeing how much joy and like, charisma that Ewan McGregor has at points in this movie. It did make me want to see like the. Uh, at, uh, a James Bond version of some sort with Jimmy Smith as M and Ewan McGregor doing Obi-Wan stuff around the galaxy on little missions in the movie or two. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of what he did in Attack of the Clones, but, uh, you know, yeah. going on his own little mission. Yeah. I thought it fit well with Alec Guinness because he always seemed to have, like, I always think about that, the scum and villainy line and how much joy Obi-Wan seems to have when he delivers that line. <laughs> Yeah, it's true. He doesn't. He seems almost like he's giving them grudging respect more than than like contempt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, if you're going to be a Scott, uh, wretched hive of scum and villainy, you might as well be the biggest, <laughs> biggest <laughs> one out there. Yeah, it always sounded to me like he was like that. Sounded like he was ready for a good time. Then, yeah, wretched. I guess yeah. You want to be the most wretched hive of scum and villainy you can. Right. Wretched. Nobody says wretched enough. As far as the ranking goes, um, I think I have my order. I've been thinking about this since you mentioned it. And it's uh, I'm, I'm of that age where uh, we basically imprinted on Star Wars. And, and, you know, it was that era when there was a lot less nerd stuff and just a lot less um, of uh, uh, entertainment and everything in general. So, you know, you go at five and if your parents are taking you out to a movie again, it was the only thing in the theaters for a long time. So you ended up seeing it over and over and it really just printed on your soul. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely Star Wars is the first one. Empire good man <laughs> yeah what's well, the it's the complete story it's it's it, it jedi or uh, empire might be the better movie but star wars is this the is the most fun and then probably return of the jedi and i think last jedi then rogue one uh force awakens and then uh phantom menace sith and attack of the clones hmm Right, that's uh, is that close to your? It ranking is pretty speed? close to mine, except Last Jedi. It, I don't have Last Jedi quite so high, but I need I need to watch it some more. I've only seen it the twice. Yeah. 
it's still it's still fairly fresh, so it might be. I mean, it may it may fall for me, but uh, I, I'll, I I think I like a lot of other people have been on like that first time. I was very unsure what to think of it, but I saw it very shortly thereafter, and and um, at that point I I was more open to uh, a, a meditation on failure and loss, <laughs> and the I enjoyed the fact that it kind of broke all the the normal rules for um, a blockbuster in that everybody's depressed and sad all the way through the movie. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see if over time, because, you know, when Last Jedi started getting mixed reviews, um, a lot of people mentioned that the, when uh, Empire Strikes Back came out, a lot of it got kind of like a backlash. There was no internet back then, thank God. So, it you know, it, uh, it just kind of dispersed into the atmosphere. But uh, And then over time, people, you know, started saying it's the best one and so on. So I hope... Something like that happens for The Last Jedi. I hope it gets goes up in people's estimation. But you never know. It's so true. All right. Well, um, unless anybody has anything else, I think uh, I think that about covers it. Scott, thanks for um, thanks for being on the show. Thanks for being our uh, our Patreon supporter, um, and thanks for being now, yeah. now a guest. You're in the you're in the annals. You'll be you'll be entered into the Star Wars Minute Wiki. All righty. Well, thanks for having me. It was really fun to be on. Um, hope it was good. Oh, and may I give a a, uh, a quick thank you and say listen to um, the Instead of podcast because they gave me the microphone so I could record Absolutely. this. All right. Check out the Instead check of podcast. Out, everybody. Um, or are you saying they should check that, that out instead of this? No. No, no. It's the Instead of podcast. As long as you're not trying to, you know. Instead of podcast, what? There's no, there's nothing else. <laughs> um, I'm sure we're the first people to ever do these jokes. <laughs> um, but yeah, thanks, thanks for your support. Thanks for being a great guest. And um, you, uh, listeners, um, if you want to support us on Patreon, uh, um, you'll get access to stickers and and uh, bonus episodes and uh, and potentially down the road, you know, that we're, we plan on doing this every season i think so you could uh if you support us during our hiatus which is uh, rapidly approaching then uh, you have the opportunity to be on the show just like scott and uh then we'll be back tomorrow with another patreon all-star and a brand new episode of star wars star wars minute, minute.